Welcome to another edition of Talking Ticks. Uh, this is Scott Gerard, and we come to you in a somber occasion. Uh, LSU did not win, but we it is down to just two co-hosts now, uh, just me and Daniel Zollinger. Unfortunately, we lost Tommy. He pretty much bet his life on this game, and, well, we all know what happened with the game. LSU ended up losing 42 to 28, so, you know, we're out of the West Hunt, out of the national title hunt. Still got a, a few important games to go, but we won't have Tommy with us, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's very gonna, sad. It's very yeah, sad. We're going to miss him. I always uh, liked his insight. LSU pretty much ended their season and any playoff hopes, and uh, with it, the podcast slowly falling apart, uh, co-host by co-host. Maybe we can rebuild one day. Um, but it's sad. We'll, we'll look forward to Florida this week, and we can play spoiler, but uh, we'll have to, to put the pieces back together th- right now. Yeah, without Tommy. Well, <laughs> what? What's that? Daniel, is that you? I'm alive. Tommy? I'm alive. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, we thought you were gone. Yeah, you know, I did. I did. In fact, uh, I believe on the last podcast, I did bet my life on that game. Um, mm. But I made a wager. Or I made a made a bargain with uh, with death. I won't go exactly into uh, what I've had to give up, but um, it's considerable. And so I will be able to do this podcast. Maybe not much more than that. But I'm alive, uh, unlike LSU's chances for the rest of the year. Um, so, yeah, we can get into it. <laughs> and scene. Well done, everybody. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, we just, man, it was a, a tough outing against LSU. I'm sure some people feel like they've lost something, moments of their life, if nothing else. But um, we're going to get into that unfortunate loss on the road against Alabama, which I don't know. Um could could say a few different things about it. Of course, we're going to say them all, uh, but and we're going into the rest of the college football as well, and you know what what LSU season looks like from here. But before we do, uh, I want to check in with you guys. Obviously, Tommy is still alive for now, um, so that's good. Unfortunately, right? Um, well, you know, I think that's all about perspective. There's some people that want to see you hang around for a little while, us of us included. But yeah. uh, you know, other than the game and almost you know coming near death, how was how was you guys this weekend or week? Ah, hey, good to be with you. Good to be talking about uh, LSU. I mean, I think that um, for as as bad of I mean as bad bad as it is to be talking about a loss, like I mean for three and a half quarters, we really gave it to them. So, um. I, I think a good effort out of the, out of our squad, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and, uh, you know, it's still college football, so you can, you can still enjoy it. Right. LSU fought them hard and it's hard to go into Tuscaloosa and come out with a win. Unfortunately, we couldn't do that. But like you said, Tommy, it was a very close game for most of the game. Uh, pretty entertaining one to watch at that. Uh, Jaden Daniels was certainly putting on a show for a while until he was, unfortunately knocked out of the game and we'll discuss his health here uh, shortly, but the defense once again was the Achilles heel of LSU and the offense wasn't quite potent enough to, to match the tide step for step, which we, we were kind of expecting to happen sooner or later. So uh, calls for Matt house's uh, job have risen a little bit online on the hot seat. 
hard to say. Uh, maybe by the end of the year, if things continue, but uh, nonetheless, tough opponent, but they, they fought hard and hopefully we can regroup for uh, some consolation prizes down the road here. Right. Some, some consolation prize consolation. As long as we have a, a really good bowl game, you know, it's like, even with three losses, like it's, it's not out of the realm that we could end up at the sugar bowl or something. Of course, we got to finish the season strong. We can't just take our foot off the, the gas or the clutch even after this loss but um how are we going to look moving forward will remains to be seen so overall i think the the tigers did represent offensively defensively yeah i mean it was um it was just kind of like some other games we saw this year where it was just back and forth lsu uh, the other team offense trading touchdowns or, or field goals or whatever um didn't really see anything different from the defense, I think I know we can probably speak on that specifically, but I think overall, I mean, the Tigers did what they could, right? I mean, we're, we're depleted. Secondary's depleted. We lost Kai Wingo for the year now. Um, we down to, you know, freshman starters for our corners against a, a team that could potentially be in the playoff. I mean, Milro is no, you know, Tua or Jalen Hurts back there or Bryce Young, but the guy can run. And I think that's where they, they killed us. We were running just fine with them, or Jaden was. I mean, you look at their stats, they're pretty comparable. Jaden and Milro both ran for like over 150 yards. Milro set a Bama record for QB rushes. I think he had four TDs. It's amazing. This year, yeah, we're just helping everybody set individual records with our defense. Unfortunately, you know, offense kind of changed after a certain point, and I think that that could have been the difference. I don't know. That means we would have definitely come out victorious, but I don't know. I mean, they would have had to get a third down stop against Alabama. I mean, one couldn't have killed us, could it? Just one, one yeah. third down stop. I mean, d- defense did no did no favors for us. I will say though, I, I was I was very impressed with Milrose um, performance compared to like week one, week two. I mean, he he has made that is not the, he's not the same guy that we saw, you know, basically lose his job to Texas. Um, so I, I was impressed with that. I thought I thought he I thought he played well. Um, I mean, you're right. Our defensive backs absolutely depleted uh, defensive line. I mean, can we just talk about Mason Smith? Where is he? Like, I mean, he's he's, he's, he's kind of a non-factor. Yeah, this is a guy who was supposed to be. I mean, the he was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be him. On I this know. When we, uh, when we, I mean, I remember watching Daniel. We watched it together when he when he committed. People were like he was one of the top players in the entire country, let alone Louisiana. Yeah. Um, so I mean, not a lot of production out of our defense really as a whole unit. Um, I actually think that the true freshman we played at cornerback looked okay. I thought mm-hmm. stamps stamps looked okay. It was the too. opposite. Of, it was the opposite of what we were expecting because we thought that Milrow was going to push it outside against the corners that were starting their first games ever and tear us up on the outside. But then they held their own for the most part. And then yeah. it was the d- defensive line parting like the red sea and letting him just race free for every third down conversion imaginable. Um, and four scores. Uh, that's crazy to see. Like, like, why can you not just put Harold Perkins or uh, Omar Space just spying on Jalen Milrow and say, like, please tackle him? Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I think I, at the very least they could have had an orange cone out there. Maybe the cone would have tripped him up, you know? Hey, let me play devil's advocate there because we did that week one. We had, we had, uh, we had, um, Perkins spying Jordan Travis because we were concerned about his, his, you know, running ability. Now, I guess, I guess you could say, well, Travis is better, is a better, uh, passer than Milrow, but I don't know. I think that, I think that, um, they had, that didn't, I don't know if it really mattered what we did. We just don't have the talent on defense at all. I, I don't think we, I don't think, I think that if we were going to win this game, it was good because it was going to be because of our offense. And when they took, uh, when they took Daniels out, when he, when he was taken out of the game, I, I think that was it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I'd say we, you could say we don't have the talent, which is true. We're kind of lacking in certain areas, but I think that's also a depth issue, which we know yes. has been going on. So like if we, uh, who knows if we'd have had Mackay Wingo and maybe, I don't know, uh, either a starting safety or starting corner in the game, would that have made a difference? I don't know, maybe, but you know, it makes you wonder because we, we were lacking in so many areas, but we were still in the game with yes. our offense. But of course, you know, the, like it was, I was surprised that even Jaden was allowed to get 137 or 67 yards, whatever he had before he, you know, had to leave the game because of the injury. And the fact that we were pretty much even, I was like, well, our, our defense is just barely holding Alabama, but you know, in other games, maybe we can get a stop. It's like, you have to be perfect against Alabama. They -hmm. don't have to be perfect against you, but especially like you said, on the road in Tuscaloosa, you got to play mistake free. And for the most part, we, it's like we did, like we didn't give up any home run balls. We didn't really give up anything offensively except for that deflected interception, which I mean, that just happens. That wasn't that. Talk about a bad, talk about bad luck. Like right when you don't, the the one thing you didn't need at that Mm -hmm. point. Right. Um, but other than that, I mean, LSU did what they could to win. We were just outmanned, really. Yeah, right. We we were missing a little bit of the rushing attack that we had seen in recent weeks with Logan Diggs. Yeah. He wasn't quite as effective as he had been, and Josh Williams and John Emery tried to spell him a little bit, but neither of them was much effective either. So it was kind of a one-man show for Jaden Daniels. And it was working pretty well at the beginning of the game, but by the end, Alabama kind of did what they do and wear you down on both lines uh, and game plan you out. So it was, I mean, Dallas Turner literally delivered the final blow to Jaden Daniels in the form of a crushing sack that, or not really a sack, a late hit that um, was ruled a a penalty, but no targeting. You think it was targeting? What do we think about that? Uh, Looked like a textbook picture of it. I, I think I, I agree. I think like it, talking about textbook. Yes. Do I think it was that, you know, egregious. it wasn't egregious. It wasn't like trying to take him out. I don't, that's, I don't think. No, but um, yeah, I think he, uh, these but days, part of that was also driving him into the ground, which he did. It's like, it'd be one thing if he hit him, but like he held contact and followed him down. Also. I don't know if that was what did it or the initial hit. He, uh, well, it, I think that's what what call, what constitutes targeting in that case is like, uh, what is it, uh, force forcible something with the helmet, like right. 
you know, lead, lead, he was leading with the crown. Yes. Into the above the neck or above the shoulders. I, it doesn't is, even matter with the crown. I think when he's a defenseless player. Okay. So yeah, any any kind of force into the head area of the defenseless player is targeting. So yes, I think that I mean, is pretty. I think every all of the um all well, of like the you know rules nerds said it was a targeting as well. Absolutely. But if you look back to what was it a few years ago with Devin White, all he did was push <sighs> someone. He got targeted. Now and then we lost him for the Bama game, or at least that's what Gary half. Danielson said. Don't you didn't you hear that? He goes, I bet Devin Devin White's saying that's targeting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was that. Like you I know a lot of fans out there could say that's why we lost the game. It's more Bama bias. I mean, I, I don't think that's why we lost nah. the game. It's part of it. No, it definitely we were part already, of it. We were already behind a fair amount at that point. <laughs> Yeah. We were down what two scores at that point? Yeah. Well, we were driving to possibly yeah go to be down by seven, and it was still tough. But that, I mean, that's pretty I, much the nail in the coffin, though. Well, I, I yeah, I think that I actually like when when we had the ball, we we were moving the ball well. Our offense was chugging along. I I did think that when we with Daniels in you know on the field, anything can happen as far as with our offense. And, you know, maybe we force one stop and get it to overtime, something like that. I, I don't think that was I don't think 14 points with us moving down the field the way we were was just, you know, nail in the coffin. But, yeah, take him off the field. He's not coming back. It's it's over. Yeah. And it just it looked different under Nuss. not saying he couldn't do it. But, you know, I think it would have to be his team formulated for him he just came in and he just wants to sling <laughs> i yeah. mean he's he's definitely not a, a runner really but i mean god you bless him just tell that the, the the timing was off i mean he threw one i mean he totally missed one it was almost you know I mean? like, picked like off the, yeah yeah he's almost picked off and it's like i'm sure it's the you know the uh timing timing and like the knowing the receivers and working because i mean i don't i doubt i wonder how much he's working with the ones I'm sure he's working with second string a lot more. I don't know. Yeah. It would have been nice to have him pull a two in the national championship and come in, just throw a, a dart to, to win it. Dimes. Less is not to be. Uh, too bad. Too bad. It feels this feels more like 2018 for Bama than for <laughs> anything else. Like, I feel like they're about to sneak their way in again. Yeah. Yeah. Step uh, by step. But, but you know what? They still have to beat Auburn, which I don't think that's a given this year. And they would, would have to potentially face Georgia in the SEC championship game. I don't think that Georgia would let them get away with half the stuff that we did. Now, we mentioned uh, Perkins doing a spy or something. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It's not a guarantee that it would stop them, but I don't know. They would really do anything different to try and stop it because he did it all game. That's why they're asking for his, for Matt house's, you know, there. resume. Yeah. You know, the, the thing about it, and I remember last year talking about Matt house, it's such a positive light because of the, uh, the second half adjustments. I remember, I remember that being a talking point. I forget it, uh, uh, in what game, but people being, uh, or us too, <laughs> Being like, oh wow, like you could really tell a, a difference in that they made an adjustment when the when that defensive unit came out after halftime. Um, it really feels like the complete like like we just haven't I don't know it's weird. I don't know what's up with him or yeah, what's like, up with this defense. Now, it could now be the again, personnel. It's personnel. I could yeah, I'm about to say it could be personnel. You're right. Yeah. 
well, looking forward to Florida, do we think that they put 40 plus on us like a number of teams have in the past? Uh, I mean, we may be going into this game without Jaden Daniels. He's listed in the concussion protocol. I think Brian Kelly said today, Monday, that he was day to day. So it may be Nussmeyer's time to shine against a Florida team that's been kind of up and down this year. And we may need some help yeah. on the defense. You know what? I was I was actually glad because they had a, a a struggle with Arkansas. They actually, Arkansas actually won in overtime. Overtime, yeah. I'm glad they did because I, I feel like Arkansas was deserving of a win with how many close games against really good opponents they've lost this year, including mm-hmm. us. And I think that it was good that they got that win. They're very talented. You know, the quarterback, I think their coaching is, is good. Uh, now, I'm also glad because <laughs> Florida lost that game and they are, they are struggling. I mean, this was, uh, this is Napier's, you know, second year. It was his time to like take a step up and I'm not sure that, you know, the team or the program has done that. So now they're coming to Baton Rouge with a loss. We both probably have a chip on our shoulder, but I don't know. I feel, I feel like ours could be bigger, but yeah, man, if we don't have Jaden, that would be different. I think all signs would point to it that we might not. So, I mean, Brian Kelly already said he would, you know. I'm anticipating not having Jaden. Yeah, um, I mean, I think they have a game plan for Ness already. I, I still think – I don't think this Florida team's very good. I watched that Arkansas-Florida game. Um, I, I mean, they're, now they're, they're going to be uh, – they're going to be physically gifted, talented – but I don't know. I just don't, I, I don't see anything. I don't see anything dynamic out of the quarterback. I don't see anything dynamic out of ETN. Um, you know, he's not, as, that's not, that's not his brother. That's not Travis. Uh, right. Florida's always going to have athletes, but I, I think, I think we bounce back. I think we, I think we probably win. Do we, do we give up points to them? Yes. I think we probably will. I mean, they, they, they've been able to put up points. I mean, they put up 41 against South Carolina, put up uh, 36 against Arkansas, uh, 20 against Georgia, which, I mean, you know, good judging by Georgia, if, you know, if you think Georgia is one of the best defenses in the country, like that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that, uh, I mean, but I, I still, I think we win. I think we win with Nuss. I think we win with Jade with, uh, Jaden. Yeah. Graham Mertz, Florida's quarterback has actually been better than expected. I would say for them after he had transferred there from Wisconsin, where he was stuck in the running offense for the rest of his career. And most people thought he was going to be more of the same kind of a, I guess, game manager type of quarterback. He's actually done pretty well at Florida with 17 touchdowns, only two interceptions, but yeah, they, um, LSU's got the, the home field advantage. Obviously we're at home the rest of the way, including uh, Georgia state and uh, A&M coming up after this and our athletes, even without Jaden Daniels, I think we'll be able to make plays. Brian Thomas and Malik neighbors can get open against just about any DBs. And I think that could be Florida's undoing as long as the defense puts some semblance of a, of life in there and holds them to <laughs> 35 or less, I would say then, yeah, we, we get the win and that would be a big motivator and bounce back because it's easy to let this Alabama loss spiral out of control and just say, Oh, well, the season's over, pack it in and then just file off three losses and go into the, uh, like the Mayo bowl at the end of the year with not much to play for. <laughs> Duke's Mayo, the winning coach gets Mayo'd. May- Mayo don't on them. I, <laughs> I think a lot of people, even non-LSU fans, would love to see that. Um, it's just Brian Kelly would... covered in mayo. <laughs> yep. And it's because it's just gross. 
Yeah, I it's love mayo. disgusting. I love Duke's mayo, but I, I wouldn't want to wear it. Huh. Yeah, I wouldn't um, want to wear so, it. I don't, I don't really like mayo. <laughs> stop. You better I, stop. I kind of don't. I don't know. I, I prefer an aioli. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> the gentrified mayonnaise. <laughs> All right. So going back to this, you know, the topic at hand, Florida. Now, I, I know there's already a line out, but I don't know if that's with Jaden, if that would change, if it was like he was officially ruled out. But Tommy feels pretty confident that we we have a victory either way. Now, it is a night game in Tiger Stadium. Kickoff is set for 630. I think that can make a difference. Now, it is Florida. This, but look at the, the, the overall record right now is 33, 33, and 3. So something has to give here. I think it mm. should be us. I think it, it should, should be a nose. tie. Contin- I think we should just Another tie on. <laughs> Actually, wait. No, if we isn't this this is like going to be the last one before the we, pod breakup. Yeah, Florida's not on our. Um, they're not one of our like guaranteed games, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they decided. I don't believe so. Okay. Wait, you don't believe they decided, or you don't believe that they are, Daniel? Let me. I'll pull it up real quick. Because I think they have decided, and I don't think I think it's Bama. Uh, oh wait, maybe it is Florida. Yeah, I think it's Bama. No, no, Florida, no. Like actually, A&M. no. It's it's Bama, Ole Miss, and A and M. Are we, we do that... we do have Florida at Florida next year? Um, date TBD. But so yes, we will be playing them next year. Okay. Well, never in mind. The swamp. It doesn't, just cut that out. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. But that could just be the first year of a ro- rotational. I, I right? want to say that the only guaranteed games now moving forward are. Ole Miss, Alabama, and uh, A&M. Mm, okay, interesting. Yeah, but it's just what I've as it of. stands now, LSU is a 13 and a half point favorite. Yeah, over under 63 and a half. I think I like the over. Yeah, I mean, I would take that. I would take the straight up. I would say LSU could win by two touchdowns. That's possible. What do you guys I, say? I don't know if I like us to cover. I like the over. I, mean, I, I think it's going to be a little bit, a little bit closer. I, I think LSU gets the win, but something like 31-28 LSU, like win by a field goal, mm. uh, it seems reasonable to me. I, I don't know. I, I, think feel we, like I could see us winning by like 10. Right. <clears throat> I could see us oh. winning by 13. A touchdown and two field goals. Yeah. Um, just because. I think it'll look different under Nuss. We'll still move the ball. He'll still have a lot of yards. It just depends if we're, you know, if we're careful and don't give it up, giving Florida opportunities to keep up with us, or if Nuss is just lights out and Florida really is subpar. I just don't know because they, I mean, they've given up some points themselves. I just don't know if it's, uh, you know, like if their offense is the issue or their defense is the issue. Because, like you said, Tommy, they, I mean, they do have talented players. So, I, just I don't know. Feel I'll like go with uh, thirty-four twenty-six Tigers. I'm gonna say uh, I'll I'll say forty-five thirty-five. I think we're I think we're gonna score. I just don't think that I think we're gonna uh, also <clears throat> give up points. No. I, now, um, what I what I think probably is the most interesting point for this game is really, you know, this. Depending on how let, let's just say 
I think we all agree probably Jaden's probably not playing. He probably won't play the game after that again either. If he doesn't play this week, he's not playing next week against Georgia State. Why why would he? Why would he? Yeah. <laughs> so what I what I'm wondering and what I'm thinking is um uh you know, this is kind of the audition for Nussmeyer. Can he take this can he take this team on? Um because I mean, you know, you think about it last year or not last year, uh, no, last year, there was a lot of speculation of him entering the portal. He had, uh, he had interest from, I think it was, uh, from SMU and TCU and a couple other, I mean, he had interest from different schools to transfer, but he, um, you know, he stayed here. He wanted to, to, you know, sit behind or compete for the job and sit behind Jaden. Now it's his. Now this is going to be his turn. Um, I mean, he only played for half of a quarter last last week, but he didn't take over like we like like we mentioned. Um, let's see what he can do with one week. Is this maybe maybe he really does have it together? Maybe that by building a game plan around him and not necessarily around Jaden, maybe right. we'll see something some a nice um, preview of what of what's to come. Right. I mean, we've been talking about Nussmeyer on this podcast for going on four years now. This is year three of his at LSU, and we've only seen him in short stints, kind of filling in for garbage time mostly. So if he can put on a show, that would go a long way, I think, towards assuaging LSU fears and giving us a little optimism for next season, even as this one draws to a close, uh, because there's always next year, as they say. Uh, And it would be, I think, a confidence builder for Nussmeyer himself if he goes out there and puts some points on the board and has a good connection with the receivers. He can think it's to himself. It's an SEC win. Yeah. Oh, like, I can do this. I can lead at LSU, and I'll stay and, and see what next year unfolds unless of like, oh, things didn't go quite so well. Maybe this one isn't for me after all. I'll kick it down to um, group of five level or, or somebody <laughs> oh, yeah. else and, and roll out. Uh, and, and I don't want that. I mean – after Jaden Daniels leaves, it's either Nussmeyer or we go fishing in the portal again, I would say. And I, that's it's always a, a dangerous game. I don't know though. I do think that I do think that uh I think Nussmeyer has more to lose than LSU. I mean, you've seen we've seen over the past couple uh, over the past you know couple of years, you can really they're they're gonna be good quarterbacks. I'm not I can't tell you who they're gonna be, but they're gonna be good quarterbacks in the portal once this season's over. Um if Nussmeyer doesn't go and really and really take this team over, I think that uh, there's a good chance that Kelly enters the port because Kelly didn't have to go get Jaden Daniels. You know what I mean? Like he he had a slate of quarterbacks on the roster. Um, he took but, a video with one. That's who. That's who he brought. Wanted to bring in. There, right? yeah, he took. He took, he made an and then, video. And then he brought in Daniels, and that guy left. So he brought in Daniels. Well, then of course, uh, remember when he uh, remember when he was like, "Oh, like Miles Brennan, I want you to come back. You're going to be on my leadership team or something." <laughs> like, I mean, from day one of Brian Kelly, everyone or you know, it was you would have thought, "Oh, I guess Miles Brennan's going to be the guy." So, like Kelly doesn't really Kelly's going to get the best person he can. Um, yeah, y- y'all have seen the mem where the the guy's walking, holding hands with the girl, but he's turning around. Yes. Looking at him, like making like a, Ooh, face. <laughs> yeah. That's Brian Kelly with Walker Howard, but then also looking at Jaden Daniels, like, Ooh, yeah, know, I can have that too. Or now instead, I think that's what happened. I mean, no, no hard feelings either way. Right. It's like, it's been a tremendous blessing to have Jaden 
we still don't know what would have happened with if Walker was on the team, if Miles would have stayed. You know what? Who knows? But obviously, Jaden Daniels is good for LSU football. So, but we only have him for another couple of months. So it it does remain to be seen what's going to happen after that. But it could be Gus's. Excuse me. It could be Nuss's for the taking. Sure, but would Kelly enter the portal? Absolutely. Oh, if yeah, he get an, another Jaden or another Burrow, absolutely. Yeah. No, and, and so I'm I'm rooting for – I want Nussmeyer to go and, like, really – because, I mean, Daniel, you mentioned we've been talking about this guy. This is a guy we've been talking about for four years. You're totally right. And coming out of Marcus High School, he was a highly recruited, highly touted quarterback with a lot of talent. Um, and he had a really cool video, too. I remember that. So I'm hoping that, you know, that he can uh, – I hope he's the guy – It'd be cool to have to have someone that we've developed pan out because it hasn't yeah. really happened. Right. Could we have a Mac Jones, please? Yeah. Why can't we have a Mac Jones? Back to a Jaden Daniels real quick. It is a little bit sad for him that this game with the combination of putting the third loss on the board and getting injured kind of torpedoed his budding Heisman campaign that it had really gained some steam uh, in no. the middle yeah. of the year. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we lost to Florida State and then Ole Miss. And, and while Daniels was playing well, it wasn't like, oh, Daniels is going to win the Heisman. And they just kept putting more and more numbers up on the board. And LSU started picking up a little bit of steam. But this kind of cuts all, all that off. Uh, a lot of people are saying that LSU's defense cost Daniels the Heisman, which may have some merit to it. Because, I mean, while the Heisman is, quote unquote, an individual award for the best player, you kind of have to have a pretty good team. To, yeah. to win it all they don't give it to a team that's six and six or whatever and usually not even nine and three although it's happened a couple of times uh but just the fact that he might miss even one game is probably enough to to kill it so even if he is there in new york um as a runner-up i doubt he wins which is, is sad because that would have been pretty awesome to have two heisman quarterbacks within the span of four years at lsu yeah, you know, yeah. I think that uh, a lot of people looking forward to and looking at Heisman, you know, a potential Heisman winner, um, we're looking at this game as the chance for him to have his Heisman moment. And I, when I when I'm watching, and I mean, like, I kind of I kind of think I know what it is. It's the one. It's that run where he runs all over, jukes the guy out. His ankles are still at Bryant Denny right now, mm-hmm. and then he you know, runs off for like forty yards or something. Uh, is that when he was horse collared, excuse me, not horse collar tackled? Correct. I believe so. Okay. Right. Yeah, that was another call. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like the fans could break it down, but uh, I mean, that, that stuff did happen. It's like he did have that amazing run and just was thrown down with his neck and not an issue. Perkins does it. Flags are flying. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't think, again, that's. It's just something that people can point to because it is does it does seem like there's inconsistencies. Same with the targeting. Brian Kelly said they sent it off to the league just to be sure because the refs didn't really see anything. But anyway, um, looking forward to Florida. If Nuss can control it, I think we can control the game. Again, uh, we're still thin on defense, very thin, like wax paper thin, but uh, again, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they rise up and we see something like, where was this last week? <laughs> you know, maybe Madhouse figured something out. I don't know. We're always impressed or disappointed. I guess that's how it goes, though. Yeah. Um, Any other big games y'all are looking forward to this week? College Game Day said they're going to Georgia, who we mentioned uh, as they host a- or Ole Miss, excuse me. So that'll be big for the Bulldogs. Um, maybe their biggest test yet. 
And then I guess the other big one is Michigan going to Penn State, kind of in the middle of all these sign-stealing allegations and trying to keep their perfect record on the line as well. And Penn State always gets hyped up, although it's a, a noon kickoff and not the night wideout. So uh, pretty good, some pretty good matchups on the board. Those um, Utah goes to undefeated Washington, who keeps squeaking them out. And uh, Oregon hosts USC as well. A lot of Pac-12 action. I think there's some decent SEC games. I mean, Alabama-Kentucky? Um, I, I wouldn't be, I mean, I think that it's an 11 a.m. game for Alabama, um, Alabama on the road could be a sleepy one. Mm. Are they, do they have a little hangover from, from, you know, the game build up from our game? Um, also Tennessee, Missouri. I like, I like that matchup. I I think that's going to be a pretty evenly matchup one. And and also you watch that, uh, you watch that Missouri game. You might, uh, might want to watch out for a future defensive, uh, coordinator hire, uh, Blake Baker, who was our, who was on our staff during mm-hmm. the Orgeron years as the linebacker coach. Right. Um, left, uh, when Kelly, like, you know, brought on an entirely new staff, but went on to Missouri and has been, has had a very good year as their defense coordinator. Um, and so I've already heard his name being thrown around as, as okay, get rid of house, bring on, bring back Baker. So something to watch for. Yeah. Uh, I definitely. like those two games. Yeah. I mean, Missouri, I mean, they, they gave Georgia probably uh, one of the stiffest challenges all year. Now they get to host Tennessee. Uh, I think that'll be a good one. Uh, Missouri will probably finish. If they win this, they'll probably finish second in the, the division, which I don't think they've done since they've been to the well, they won the division right when they got there, but that was it. That was when Georgia was down, obviously. Um, but as far as other games, uh, yeah, I would say, in addition to what you guys have already said, USC Oregon could be interesting. It's like USC; you can tell they they can put up points. They just don't. They have their defense is about as good as ours. Uh, maybe ours is slightly better. Caleb Williams. I don't know. Maybe he could have repeated if his team had a defense, but they they can put up points. They just, they can't stop the other team from doing it. And um, we need need LSU versus USC to get the over under at like 82 or something. Hey, exactly. That'll be, that'll be happening like next year, right? Yeah. First game in Vegas, although it won't necessarily have Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels or anything, but yes. It's all right. Ness is going to take over Vegas. I think another, they'll probably have some other guy. (laughs) <laughs> right. Uh, but they won't have their defensive coordinator because they just fired that guy because of poor performance. Mm. I know Scott Woodward is on it if there was a change to be made. But then again, you know, he, he probably looks at it and goes, eh, we lost guys. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I, would, I would also imagine I'm, I'm thinking Woodward is deferring to Kelly as much you know what i mean like sure yeah i, I think that uh kelly hired him and i would not be surprised if kelly's the one who who lets him go if if it doesn't work out um kelly right. seems to have been pretty decent on uh on tires i mean i think i think we on all like the position coaches are we i think yeah. we're happy with all of them pretty much we had the we had the brian polian special teams debacle uh, last actually year. You're right yeah that was that wasn't an issue yeah still remains to be seen about the secondary too because we were dbu but now we're not but True. again that could just be all the changeover we've had in the last few years with coaches and players because like you you know if uh 
if Ricks hadn't have left, if so and so hadn't have left, you know, we we lost guys. Uh, but anyway, I think the other another interesting game would be Washington and Utah. Yep. Just not that it, I have any interest there. It's I don't know. I just think if anyone's going to upset Washington, maybe it could be Utah. They're they're pretty feisty. I don't know. I don't know if that would derail Penix's Heisman run, but still, it's just one of those seasons where whoever wins it, you're kind of like. Yeah. yeah, okay, good for him, but didn't yeah. blow my well, mind. Yeah, there's just that, that top little cabal of undefeated teams that keeps on rolling, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, um, Washington. So obviously Michigan and Ohio State play each other the last week, but the way it looks, I mean, we could have four undefeated teams in the playoff, which I think would be pretty fun at the end of the day. We haven't seen that, I don't think, at all. Um, it's hard for all of them to, to go undefeated, but uh, I guess they could – lay claim to the the one true champion out of the undefeateds mm. no hey one one final one to look at i mean i think all of college football's been had their eyes locked on colorado for a while so colorado playing number 23 arizona they're looking for a uh the colorado is looking to add two more wins to the two more wins to their schedule to be bowl eligible i think right they're four i think they're a four win team right now mm-hmm. so um, I mean, I watched I watched their game last week uh, against Oregon State. Um, they played played them really close, the number t- number twelve team in the country. And it, I mean, if they could if they could just give a little bit of protection to Shadour, they'd be a really really good team. So, um, you know, they it, maybe maybe they can get a win against Arizona. They've got Arizona, Washington State, and then Utah on the schedule. I think that these next two games are the are the two they need to that they're going to need to capitalize on because I don't think they're going to beat Utah. Um, but you know, that was always fun to watch Coach Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's never boring. That's for sure. You know where to find him. Yeah, he ain't hard. To find. He ain't hard to find. <laughs> he's 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 down by his suitcase collection. Um, he's the guy with the hat he's the guy with the cowboy hat right exactly so uh, anything else fellas I think that kind of hit on a lot Yeah, I think that's about it I don't know if we actually said the uh, the time of the LSU game but it's going to be this Saturday 6.30pm Central in Death Valley uh, the real Death Valley so on the SEC network so uh, tune in hopefully the Tigers can bounce back possibly underneath a new quarterback and hopefully we can finish the season strong mm-hmm. shots fired too although Clemson did have a, themselves a big upset but um, yeah we <laughs> we definitely have the, the real Death Valley as Daniel puts it uh, I mean, there has been some some other stuff starting to brew. You know, basketball is starting to come back. LSU baseball has already had a false scrimmage. So uh, definitely a lot to, to come up on the horizon, even as uh, LSU football starts to look at that season, start to fade off in the western skies. But still a lot left to play for, I think. Um, like, if we don't lose another game... Uh, I think we have an opportunity for a really good New Year's Six Bowl or something else. just depends how we finish and how everybody else finishes. Yeah. But I, I definitely think we do have the talent. I mean, we still have the leading wide receiver in the country with Malik Neighbors. Um, I think we have the one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the country, fully healthy. So we'll see what happens. Any final thoughts? 
think that's a wrap. I think that's it. That's it. Tommy, glad to have you back. Uh, please don't make any more. You know, yeah, crazy, I can't, I can't bet buzz. my life on any more games this season. No, I would, I would never do that with LSU football. <laughs> just, maybe, maybe with Burrow national came, title only game. Only if we in found a, if we found like a a red shirt for Burrow and he came back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Something like that. That would do it. But anyway, uh, I think that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Tune in next week. We will have the Florida game to recap for you. Uh, hopefully we're going to be on the positive side of that one. I feel like we are remains to be seen how much, but we'll have that and the rest of college football and what remains for the rest of the season for you folks here on talking's TIG. So until then stay safe, stay tuned. And we will talk to you next time on talking TIGs.